We're proud to be sponsored by MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Schools can easily create and manage time for flex blocks, win time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and much more. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Make your flex time work for you. Visit MyFlexLearning.com B to learn more and receive $500 off the first year. That's MyFlexLearning.com B-E. Every child deserves a team. That's the belief behind Jigsaw Learning, a proud sponsor of the Bee Podcast Network. And it's why the company, founded by educators Curtis and Lorna Hewson, focuses on ensuring success for all learners through collaborative response an approach in which every child is supported by a team. Through customized professional learning that incorporates workshops, leadership development, online learning opportunities, and more, Jigsaw Learning can guide you every step of the way to create a plan to maximize the collective capacity in your schools. Learn more at jigsawlearning.ca. You know, I think a lot about how we can continue to improve on a regular basis. And with all the different ways that are available to us, I continually come back to one thought, video. Hey, everyone, Dr. Jones here. And this episode of Seeing to Lead is really going to make you think about how we can continually improve the performance of our teachers, which we all know results in better performance from our students. You see, in this episode, I talked to Cassandra Williams, who is the founder and CEO of Educational Innovation 360, and she brings up a fantastic point when she talks about the use of video to help coach teachers. Can you name a professional sport that doesn't use video to improve the craft of the players? So why wouldn't we be doing it in education? I would even argue that the stakes are much higher For teachers to become masters of their craft and continually hone their skills than it is for professional sports. Cassandra and I have a great conversation about coaching and how it's most effective when there's that increased level of safety and trust. And that feedback to be meaningful must contain examples of those improved methods you are trying to have teachers implement. You see, unfortunately... When we provide mentors for teachers, it's their first two years or one year, and it's showing their way around the building and due dates when, in actuality, if we're really going to seriously improve our instructional abilities, we need mentors for our whole career, not just the first few years. If we're really going to improve, we always need coaching. And the way Cassandra approaches it with Education 360 is she uses video to do this. And video is super valuable because it takes out subjective interpretation of what we think or had hoped would happen. And we can get down to helping people really exceed their expectations, which then helps them feel that much more confident and successful in what they do every day day. And a bonus is that it helps teachers grow in and implement their personal passions. Once they feel confident and comfortable in teaching, 
every day, they go after those personal passions and reignite that passion for belonging to the overall vision of the school. You see, everything we do has a ripple effect. And if that's the case, then why don't we start that ripple with effective instructional development? Like I said, you're going to enjoy this conversation so much with Cassandra and everything she has to say. Make sure you check her out and check out Educational 360. Remember, if you liked what you heard today, if it was valuable to you, remember to hit that subscribe button and give an honest rating and review of the show so that more people like yourself can benefit from these great guests like Cassandra. But don't take my word for it. Let's hear from Cassandra herself on Seeing to Lead. Let's talk about flex time in schools. The potential benefits to our students make it worth exploring. More time for personalized learning, increased choice and agency for students, and the increased engagement that comes along with it. Dedicated time for intervention. Overall, as school leaders, it gives us and our faculty more tools to increase academic achievement. But the implementation and management of flex time can be a challenge. Tricky logistics and a lack of clear accountability systems can prevent teachers from buying in and can hold us back from ensuring students make good use of their time. I'm pleased to share that MyFlex Learning provides a solution to these challenges and more. MyFlex Learning helps you create and manage flexible time for any purpose, and with seamless SIS integration, a student locator, flexible daily rostering, and an intuitive mobile app, it eliminates the common challenges of implementation and management. Want to see for yourself? Visit MyFlexLearning.com B to learn more and receive $500 off the first year of use. That's MyFlexLearning.com B-E. You show up in a different way. You show up in a different light. You know people are there to support you in anything you want to do. You have compassion for others and what they're going through. You start sharing ideas, even if We don't do these ideas. You feel more free to share ideas and you can't take that away. I love the fact that some schools have that. They have that where I don't feel worried about what I'm going to say because I know people are looking at me and they know I'm in genuine. I mean, they know I have genuine heart. I have a genuine heart. So just imagine what you can do if you have all these people who are willing to walk through walls for you. The sky's no limit. Dr. Chris Jones here and welcome to Seeing to Lead, a show designed to help leaders increase their ability to effectively support, engage, and empower their staff through intentional practices so that they create an environment where everyone reaches their greatest level of success. On Seeing to Lead, communication rules the day as we hear voices from both teachers and leaders in an effort to examine perspectives, highlight misunderstandings, and provide steps to ultimately bridge the gap between what teachers need and provide through thoughtful dialogue. This show is about amplifying voices, creating understanding, and providing information to help everyone continually improve. I want to personally thank you for taking the time. Now, let's get to getting better. Cassandra Williams is an accomplished educator, administrator, and entrepreneur with a passion for transforming education and supporting teachers. She holds a master's degree in educational administration from California State University, Northbridge, and a bachelor's degree in elementary education from Southern Illinois University. 
As the CEO and founder of Educational Innovation 360, Cassandra leads a successful consulting group specializing in teacher training, adult learning, and instructional coaching. Her company focuses on improving the K-20 learning process through innovative research-based techniques and strategies. Cassandra oversees the mission, vision, and direction of the company, manages daily operations, and leads both internal and external teams. She is responsible for the growth, stability, and fiscal operation of Educational Innovation 360, providing training and professional development for classroom teachers, coaches, leaders, and network administrators. Cassandra's ability and desire to support, engage, and empower teachers through professional development is just one of the reasons I'm excited about speaking to her today. So Cassandra, welcome to the podcast. Very, very excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, no problem. It's my pleasure. I, I really am excited to get into this because when we had spoken before recording this show, it just seemed we hit it off with your passion, what you're interested in and involved in. So I want to talk a little bit about that. The first question would be, how did you go from elementary education into the idea of a CEO and founding your own company? Talk to us a little bit about that. Right? Entrepreneur, where? Wow. <laughs> so, well, born and raised Chicago, started teaching at LAUSD, Los Angeles Unified School District. Super excited. I love learning. I had a great classroom. I taught there and then became a coach. And so that journey became like district two, supporting teachers and really coaching effectively. You never know where you're going to end up, right? You and your husband and your spouse usually do rock, paper, scissors. Whose career are you going to put? And then you figure out. And so it was my husband's career. We were in Lexington, Kentucky, and now we're in Indiana. I think what maybe become an entrepreneur is, you know, this drive to do more in education. And when I opened two schools here in the greater Indianapolis area, it was difficult as a building leader. And let me tell you, I am dope, like really good at coaching. But I could not go in depth with my new teachers how I wanted to and provide them with the resources that they needed to be successful. So I always felt like I was failing my teaching staff, my teaching staff in instruction. So it really made me think like, what can we have that really works to support new teachers? I did have an instructional coach, but even she was overwhelmed. But that kind of made me, you know, of course, I'm in higher ed as well. But that kind of made me realize like, hmm, I'm about to develop this program. So like, we're going to get this together. And so as an adjunct professor, I worked with some, you know, colleagues of mine. Then I was like, you know what? I am going to figure out a way to use video to provide coaching for teachers as like a team member of, you know, your actual te- your teachers and your principal. So I became like the right-hand woman of my principal and I was able to coach everybody at any time using video. So that's kind of how it came up. That's awesome. And it's funny because on a, just on a personal note, I get teased every once in a while in a good way. Because I do videos all the time. I do a weekly community video out to my community about ideas of character, purpose. And the idea that you do video coaching, when we spoke, I was so intrigued by how this works. Can you just explain that a little bit? Because when teachers hear they're going to be videoed 
or you ask them to video, that's a scary thing. And I get it. The first time I ever videoed my teaching to critique it, I was like, whoa, I look like that. I sound like that. Oh, my gosh. And the same thing happened for students because I figured I'd do it with my students for public speaking. I was teaching a public speaking course and videoed them. And then we got to look at it. And it is a humbling experience. So how did how does that come about? Right. You're. We will, I think, do it in baseball, basketball to perfect the craft. What are we doing in K-12? So pretty much a teacher uses an and they use their phone or any device they have and they press record. It uploads to our coaches that are anywhere in the world that support their teach, you know, the teachers and they give time stamp feedback on their video. Now, granted, it's ongoing professional development. And so what that looks like is within 48 hours, you are giving feedback and getting evidence on how you could be better. And it doesn't have to take so long to correct any mistakes or any supports or even get mentorship throughout, you know, you teaching. So after they record, it uploads to our server, we give feedback. The teachers get to get alert on their email and they say, oh, okay, let me look at it. And then there's a debrief and the debrief is usually on Zoom. How do you think it went? What are some thoughts you have? Let's have a discussion. And then there's a next step. And typically as coaching cycles, we do multiple next steps. But for our system, we try to do one next step that we can do to improve. And with that being said, the teacher's like, okay, I, let's, let's go. Usually new teachers are like, let's go, let's go, let's go. More veteran teachers, it takes a little longer to trust that you know what you're talking about. And then they're like, oh, okay, come on, come on. But they, they got to know that what you're saying is not punitive. The conversations never go to the principal. And I've had some really in-depth conversations. I think because I'm not in the space it allows me the flexibility and freedom to give authentic advice without even me being punitive because some of our coaches are sometimes towing that line. So I love it. I love, love it. <laughs> That's awesome. I, You know, it's funny because I, and I had mentioned to you, I was talking to Naftali Hoff the other day and we were talking about the importance of when you go to a conference, when you go to professional development, any kind of workshop, The idea of being able to take something away, but more importantly, take one or two things away that you will consistently implement, that you won't just take away and learn. And so what strikes me about your method is that it's what coaching should be, right? It's a low entry level. There's no barriers to entry. It's it's private. there's, There's a personal debrief that's involved. And there's a next step. So there's that one or two things that people take. You're not saying, hey, look, switch the way you're teaching. You're saying, what if you adjusted this transition? What if you changed how you used your physical proximity around the room so it's effective? I mean, that's that's just such a winning combination. Yes. Oh, I love it. And then I think the other piece is, how does that look? With all of our debriefs, we give an example and granted, we're competing with TikTok now. So our examples and video coaching and professional development has to be little like nuggets. So we do a one to three minute video on here's a teacher. This is what it looks like. Here's some things. Right. And so in the next video, that's something I want to see or 
If they changed it, then we can kind of talk about that. But it's just little pieces. Um, and we were able to measure it by, we use NWEA test scores, or sometimes we use whatever assessment the school is using. And we are able to literally model growth in assessments by, you know, supporting teachers. And we didn't think that would be a correlation, but we knew if teachers got exactly what they needed or how to fix situations or just support in the classroom, that they feel better, they do better, and then their kids do much better in in testing. That's awesome. And besides the idea that maybe you should get TikTok as a sponsor for your company referencing TikTok videos, I, um, you know, it's the uh, the idea of that video feedback, that one to three minute. And if you can ever teach me how to get under four minutes in a weekly video, I'd be I'd be very happy. You know, you said you said something else important. The, the idea that we're so worried about assessments and, you know, like you have IXL just for an example. Yes. Yes. Right. So you you assign kids IXL. Kids work on the IXL. They do their minutes each week and they improve and we see improvement. and. We noticed a difference just using IXL because during between mandated minutes each week in a department and non-mandated minutes in another department each week, the difference. So what I'm hearing from you is you not take the place of IXL, but we would probably notice a difference in performance, no matter mandated or non-mandated, because we're improving the important part of it, which is the instruction, because we all know. With all, look, AI is a very scary thing right now. It's a new yes. frontier. People are worried, but th- there's no computer. There's no AI that's ever going to take over no. or be more valuable than a human being in front of that classroom, building that relationship, working with that te- the student. Yes, and it it seems like that's where you're at with that. Oh yeah, I think I throw out the assessments because a lot of principals say, you know, how do we measure it? But the teacher efficacy, teachers showing up for it every day, trying to find their space in the world, trying to identify, is this the place for them? Those go so much deeper. Our conversations go, is teaching right for me? Right? Those are great conversations that teachers should be having with somebody. And we, a lot of our teachers don't have those conversations. But to have your own personalized person, your own personalized mentor, that you can kind of really say, hey, this day went really crooky. How can, you know, how can I, did you drink your coffee? What are you doing? How are you feeling? You know, and so having those genuine conversations really help kind of spearhead just that, just to ignite the, the flame so teachers begin to love learning and, you know, continue to stay in the teaching field. You know what I don't understand that you seem to fit in this niche, you you fill this void, is current mentoring programs. And school districts have mentoring programs, and some are very good. Some are excellent, some not so much. And the problem with the ones that are excellent is it's still only like the first two years of a teacher's career and or the, or the first year that they transfer, transfer into a new district. And then it's, you know, here's your blessing, move on, bye-bye. You know where the bathrooms are now, and you know when you have to have your grades in. And the void you fill is, you show me one successful entrepreneur, one successful athlete that doesn't have a personal coach all the time. Right? I think that's the power is 
we are there whether you are two years in to 20 years in. There's always something that we all can learn. You know, I'm learning from a lot of my teachers as well, like new strategies, what they're doing to keep students engaged. Because when I was teaching, you know, uh, social media wasn't a thing. So now, you know, we're seeing asynchronous learning, which wasn't a thing uh, when I was teaching. We're seeing a lot of just different collaborative approaches, different learning models. But pretty much students really want the connection, the personal connection and the touch. And teachers want that as well. So the coaching piece, how does, say I'm a principal, let's pretend for a little while, and I want to get, I want to get your company into teachers. There's, there's got to be some groundwork that's laid on my end with the teachers. What does that look like? Because I want them to feel supported, engage in the process so they do become empowered to do this stuff on their own. Yes. Because let me tell you, if you introduce it wrong, it's like you're being watched. So let me tell you, one school was like, oh, no, I'll just do it for my new teachers. So that didn't go off really well because the new teachers were like, well, why why am I getting somebody to help me? What what are you doing? What? And it was more of a like being watched. And then there was one time where they did it for the veteran teachers and the veteran teachers like, I don't need this. What what are you trying to say? And so I say we introduced it to the entire school. And sometimes you, you can do volunteers, but you, if you introduce it to the entire school, say, Hey, it's this program, this mentoring program. It's a collaborative program to where if you need support, if you want to learn something, you want to try something new, this is a way you have your own personal coach. You could tell her anything. I don't know what you guys are talking about. And I never get that evidence, but this will help you grow in your journey and becoming an exceptional teacher. And typically when it's couched like this, Teachers are like, huh. And then our initial meeting, we hash it out. I say, so, so why do you love learning? What, what do you want to learn this year? And then the first video is tell me about yourself. Tell me what you like. Maybe I could do the research and find how to start a gardening school, a garden, a garden club at your school. If that's your passion, bring your passion to school. And so teachers start to, you know, remove this heavy burden, like she's coming to watch my classroom. She wants to see this. I need to do a dog and pony show. First, sometimes the first video is a dog and pony show. After that, it's kind of like over. over. They're like, look, let me tell you. Let me look at this. Look at this. <laughs> so I will love it to where they're so honest. They're so genuine. And my goal is to try to continue to bring the passion back. Why do you love? Why do you love that school? Why do you wake up every day? What do you want to what do you want? What is your legacy that you want to leave for the school? And how do we bring that out into the school? So you love going there every day. I've got so much to ask you about that, but I'm like, I'm jotting stuff down. Just talking to you, I can see how you get people to lower those defenses just because you're, you're so passionate and you're so engaging. I'm getting fired up just talking to you about it. So the first thing, the first thing I want to mention is, is the implementation piece, right? So I want to, I want to bring this program to my school. And are you saying to throw out the idea of the will and skill charts? You know how we have the different boxes, you have the squares, you have teachers that have the desire, but they don't quite have the skills. So they need some coaching up in that area. They have, they, they have the skill, but they have no desire any longer, whether they're burnt out, whether they're just tired. Do I get rid of that when I, when I 
contract with your company or who's going to start? Do I, do I do it as a pilot? Do I, how do I do that? So typically it's usually one year because the system we use is our FERPA compliant. Nobody can get these videos. And so it's kind of one of those things like, let's try it. Let's see how your teachers react. And typically what we've seen in the past is new teachers. So about 10, you get 10 coaching cycles. New teachers, they'll get more because they want more. They want to know more. And they'll show me maybe five minutes here. Maybe they'll show me a 30-minute class. Maybe they'll show me a 15-minute, you know, observation on the playground. But they're constantly like, hey, if I get this resource, I want as much as I can so I can learn as much as I can and grow faster. And like I said, it's just a great opportunity to support new teachers, veteran teachers, and even leaders. We're really working on that piece because at my last school, one of the schools I was with, the principal said, you know, we're doing such a good job. And this next month, I'm going to try to rotate the teacher so they could just rotate classrooms. And I was like, oh, well, that, that kind of throws a, a wrench in, you know, growing this because you know, a lot of the reflection from the staff is she's sporadic, right? And she likes to do different things and whatever the new thing is, she does. And so I think in growing myself, I need to figure out how can I do asynchronous coaching for my principals and give them many supports to where it's something they could try and just to have debris with them because I think they too uh, need support, so... That's such a valuable thing. I'm a coach of a couple principals. And one of the issues is I wish I could meet with them more. It's, you know, unfortunately between, and because I'm a sitting principal, so I can't continually be leaving the building. They're a principal, they're tied up in different things. So there are times that would be valuable for me to be there that maybe not. And then other times where we could sit and meet, well, I don't see the situation. I can talk about it from, their interpretation. But one of the most valuable things about video is there's no interpretation. It, it is what it is. You're, you're looking at what happened. You're hearing what happened. That's that. There's no coloring it either way. So I just really like that. Supporting your teachers and students seems to be a struggle. They just don't seem to be engaged. You wish they would take more responsibility for their learning and culture of the building, but they just don't seem to be empowered enough to do it. So my question is, have you checked out the book Seeing to Lead yet? It's all about creating a true educational experience where learning, growth, leadership, and community take center stage. Full of strategies and resources, Seeing to Lead is about attaining that goal by employing a model that supports, engages, and empowers all individuals to become leaders themselves. Pick up a copy today at seeingtolead.com. That's S-E-E-I-N-G-T-O-L-E-A-D.com. Remember, you don't become a leader and then decide you need to support and recognize others more than yourself. It is the moment you realize it's about supporting and recognizing others that you become a leader. Seeingtolead.com. One of the other things I do want to go back to that makes me think this is so valuable and, and something you said is the legacy piece. When you talk to teachers about what legacy do you want to leave at this school, one, 
that connects them to the vision of the school even more, which I ended up writing about in my book as a way for the engagement to show them how their personal values and vision for themselves attach to the larger vision. But more important than that is the idea that when you talk about legacy, you're talking about staying. And teacher retention yes. is such an important topic these days. To, I, I mean, getting teachers is such an important topic these days. <laughs> but keeping them. But keeping them is a whole nother story. And it's something that the educational system, quite honestly, is struggling with. Now, you can say, you know, you can say it's for pay. You can say it's because there's no respect in the public. You can say because of the current political atmosphere. You can say all those things. And it becomes a giant Gordian knot. But the one thing that I think we need to get teachers thinking about is that legacy and that long-term and why they're there. So thank you for bringing that up. That's, that's just a powerful add-on to the program. I love it because I remember it was a teacher. And that was the kind of one of the questions like, what, what makes you wake up and come to school every day? You know, what's working? What, what are some things you want to incorporate that brings some of your life to the classroom. And he was like, really randomly, I like to play guitar and I like to share music with others. And I said, well, let's think about some ways we could do that. So it started from playing his guitar during lunchtime to after school programs. And we found funding to get him paid to teach students, you know, how to play guitar. More parents want to get involved. So parents were learning guitar. And eventually that became his thing. I would never leave the school because this, this is a part of who I am. This is this legacy that I'm leaving and I get to be a part of it. And I get to invite teachers to understand and learn a little bit more of my craft, right? And so really thinking about ways we can incorporate teachers' passion into the school that makes them want to grow in the space that they're in. That's just absolutely fantastic. And I think, of, uh, unfortunately, I think of leaders that say they're too busy or that can't be done. You know, too often we sit here and talk about if only. If only we had more time. If only we had more money. If only that met some type of standard. Instead of saying what if. Yes. And thinking about what we could do. The idea that you found out about this guitar passion and that it grew from there I think to myself, because we can all improve and I'm sure I can get better in these areas. I think to myself, what if I could find out all those individual passions? You know, we do that for students. My school has a ton of clubs for students. And I brag about this. I say, look, we've got a club for every interest for every student. If we don't, because I'm sure there's somebody out there that's got some strange interest to everybody else, but not to them that come to me. And we'll make a club. And that's how we've gotten a lot of our clubs. We have actual extra stipends built in the budget for extra advisors for these clubs that run. So if we could do that with teachers, just thinking out loud, just brainstorming, if I could get teachers to exhibit that passion, because they already do in a way with the clubs that they choose to advise. But those extra one-offs, so to speak, that we don't know about that there already isn't a club for, that's... That is gold, right? I'm just thinking out loud. Yeah. I think what you'll realize too is you'll find that other teachers probably want to be involved in that as well. Even if it's not a club, it's a space for them to share their likes, their interests, 
And so thinking about what that looks like, it may be, sometimes doesn't have to be a club. It could be a mentorship program for veteran teachers where they get time to really debrief with an assistant principal at another space or at another coach at another space. But really thinking about how do we model this mentorship approach? How do we support our team? And not for free. If I'm a veteran teacher and I'm mentoring this other teacher, you know, how, how is there stipends involved? So for my time. And so just thinking about how do we restructure our love for learning and our interest and what, what does that look like as well? That's fantastic. You know, just there's so many things. Look, we started talking about Educational Innovation 360 and how it's great for feedback. It improves instruction, but everything's a ripple effect. Yes. And oftentimes what we're missing in schools is that, and this is, I'm going to, I'm going to gush over this for a second because I'm a teacher centered principal. And the best way to affect a positive impact on students is by supporting, engaging, and empowering your teachers. Because when they bring their game, there's no way students don't learn and don't do better and don't enjoy the experience. By doing this coaching, what you're talking about, and it is, it is in a way relationship-based, yes. you're talking about improving instruction. You're talking about getting teachers attached to the vision of the school through their own personal core values and vision. And either realizing their love for education or falling in love with education again. And then I can't help but say the big word at the end that this clearly has such a huge impact on is culture and the overall culture of the building. Culture, teacher retention. I mean, you show up in a different way. You show up in a different light. You know people are there to support you in anything you want to do. You have compassion for others and what they're going through. You start sharing ideas. Even if we don't do these ideas, you feel more free to share ideas. And you can't take that away. I love the fact that some schools have that. They have that where I don't feel worried about what I'm going to say because I know people are looking at me and they know I'm in genuine. I mean, they know I have genuine heart. I have a genuine heart. So just imagine what you can do if, You have all these people who are willing to walk through walls for you. The sky's no limit. I mean, from teachers writing grants to help support the mission or the vision, because they have say-so, they have buy-in, they want us to do well. We unit. But right now, um, some teachers are afraid. We are in our silos and we are afraid to say things. But I do envision a time where schools can move based on the community, the actual school community. You are so passionate about what you're doing. There's no misunderstanding why it's so successful and so effective. Look, I I could talk to you all day. I'm like fired up and ready to go here. But, you know, all, all good things must come to an end. Hopefully we continue to collaborate. But as we come to a close, I have two questions I ask every person that appears on the podcast. The first one, is if you weren't an educator, who, not what, would you be? I really think, I don't know, like a mentor or activist. I mean, all educators are really activists. We fight to change. We fight for what we love. So I, I, I do believe I would be an activist in some type of realm 
fighting for something, fighting for students, fighting for teachers, leaders. But I do like, honestly, low-key, a community activist, but I think I just have a passion for people. Excellent. And if, you know, you've, you've said a lot and you've explained a lot, but what's the most important piece of advice you would give to leaders as they work to better support, engage, and empower those they serve? Invest in your teachers. Listen to them. And I can guarantee once you build that relationship, they will do whatever it takes to make sure your vision is met. So, yeah. Fantastic. I'll, you know, the, the program that you describe has such far-reaching results in schools, right down to we, we love to talk about culture. And, you know, just some of the things we hit on, the idea of improved instruction, improved student results, yes, improved teacher retention. Can I say improved again? Improved culture. I, yeah, this is absolutely fantastic. I look, I can't thank you enough for coming on the podcast today. And I really hope to continue collaboration with you. And I'm going to hook everything up in the show notes as far as your website. So Thanks. people that listen can definitely check you out. Thank you. And I love your passion as well. Hopefully we can collaborate and then you can be the coach, the principal trainer for a lot of our principals who definitely need that support. Let's do it. That's all I've got to say. We hit TikTok and so I might as well hit Nike. Just do it. Let's just do it. Hey, I agree. All right. Well, hey, thank you very much. I really enjoyed our conversation today. No problem. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Well, that's a wrap, but not the end. Next step, be sure to take action on something you heard here today. Hey, thanks for listening to the Scene to Lead podcast. If you would like to connect for any reason, email me at drchrissj at gmail.com or catch me on Twitter at Dr. C.S. Jones. If you've gotten any value from the Scene to Lead podcast today, you can help me and other leaders create a world-class environment through a teacher-centric approach by subscribing to the show, leaving an honest rating and review, and sharing this episode on social media with your most valuable takeaway. Also, one last thing. Have you had a chance to pick up my latest five-star rated book yet? Grab your copy of Seeing to Lead anywhere you buy books or at seeingtolead.com. That's S-E-E-I-N-G-T-O-L-E-A-D.com, where you can learn more and continue to improve. Now go have a successful week. And now a quick word from our sponsor, Jigsaw Learning. Whether you lead at the school, district, or division level, you're serving a wide array of students, and you know that no one person has all the answers when it comes to meeting each of their needs. That's why Jigsaw Learning helps leaders and their staff and faculty to develop a collaborative approach. Every child deserves a team, and when you put together the pieces of effective collaboration, you can realize that team's full potential. Connection, relationships, and authentic collaboration are at the foundation of Jigsaw Learning's work. Through professional learning presented on-site, online, or a blend of both, Jigsaw's team of experienced learning associates works with you to develop a personalized plan to help collaborative response thrive in your organization. Learn why educators have described working with Jigsaw Learning as powerful, wonderful, and beneficial for all students. 
visit jigsawlearning.ca and connect with the team for information. That's jigsawlearning.ca. There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But when do they actually do all those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out MyFlex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flex time without the common challenges. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com B to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com B-E.